it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. And I wanted to uh, hear him tell me why he liked the Hermes. Because I think there's there might be an interesting conversation. I agree. Based on a couple of things that just happened. Um, By the way, I freaking love, so for those who don't know, he he sent us the reaction of his nephews onto our Slack. And the funniest one was he was just like, one of them was just gave a thumbs up. like, yeah, I liked it. The action was good. It was a little slow for me, but it's because I'm a 12-year-old boy. 12-year-old boy. Span is like small <laughs> I, was just I feel like, like i think he was like halfway word. throwing shade at me like that's what that's what was happening. <laughs> oh is that what that was i think that's what that was i think danny was uh was trying was to was flipping you know, off with his nephew yeah he's being like hey you know what he's 12 you're mentally 12 that's why you guys were just like ah, it's all right it's all right but we'll get to it we'll get to it you guys ready to uh do a podcast type thing let's yeah. do a podcast i think I said podcast type thing. Uh, let's do a podcast type thing. Put in a podcast shape box. All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and sadly not international podcast of LRM Online today. We're missing uh, one of the Ladtastic Four. Danny is not here today. <laughs> but, you like that? You like I that? Like I was that. workshopping that I like shit. That. I was workshopping it. I, I laughed when I when I came up with this. I was like, I, I laughed. Really like so it, it works. So it works. <laughs> no other opinion is needed. Yeah, I even like in my head. I even came up with a T-shirt. We'll we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. Let's keep it. Let's stick with it. Um. So instead, in the room, obviously, you can tell we've got your uh, Nick Dolls and Joseph Jammer Medina's gentlemen. What's going on? So... Not much. <laughs> All right. So I'm a little disappointed Danny isn't here. Uh, the gauntlet was thrown. We we had a challenge. We were going to talk about The Heart of They Fall. We're still going to talk about The Heart of They Fall. We're going to review it. Both Nick and I saw it, and we're going to give our thoughts on it. But it was apparent, based on uh, the yawning, uh, patronizing fucking video that Danny sent, him not impressed. And so I was really looking forward to having that discussion with him. Uh, well, we're just going to have to do that later. Yeah, we'll do it later, but next time maybe. But uh, I, th- I think I know why. Even though spaghetti, Italy is famous for the spaghetti westerns, I don't Not think most European. But that's I, go ahead. Sorry, but uh, I just don't think most Europeans, uh, especially UK folk, have the patience for the pacing of an American western. Yes, that, that <laughs> crossed kidding, my but... mind. That did cross my mind, but I he I, liked Dune so. Yeah, so one, he liked Dune, and I think that a movie is a movie to some extent. Um, but we'll, we'll yeah, I was just joking because obviously the movie was a little slow, I feel, but in a good way, like a Western. No, no, way. you're right, 100%. Like, one of the questions I was going to ask him was, you know, what is your experience and enjoyment of Westerns? Because I, I think you're right, I think that that could potentially color your impression of this movie, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Um, that was just a joke I wanted to make to his face, but it's better if he listens to this. Boom! In your face! Can't respond. In your face. Right. In your ears, baby. 
But prior to that, we've got a few news stories to get through. Uh, we'll lead it off with a bunch of Marvel news. And here was the other thing that I wanted to get his reaction to, because he was, uh, he just saw the Eternals and a couple of the things that happened that I didn't want to spoil last time. So spoilers for Eternals. Uh, anybody that has seen it knows that Ajak, who is portrayed by Selma Hayek, dies in the film. And we recently heard from Selma Hayek that she is signed on for multiple MCU projects. She appeared on Smallsy Celebrity Small Talk podcast and had a conversation with him. And the quote that came from her was, I did sign multiple movie deals, exclamation point. It was kind of fun being part of this secret society that you have to project so fearlessly. Oh, I'm sorry, protect so fearlessly. Um, and if you've seen the film, you know that basically the Eternals are like robots or androids, right? Is that a fair, fair way to call them, Nick? Yeah, I, I mean, I watched a few videos on it. I mean, you know, like the review videos, mm -hmm. like that should point out things you don't notice. And I mean, they are synthetic, but they are like flesh and blood still. You know, when they get stabbed, they bleed. And need do to they be not healed. bleed? Yeah. If you so break their hearts, almost, do they not cry? I think they're more human, technically, physically than. Uh, um, Prick me. Do I not bleed? Than Vision. Physically. Possibly. It'd be very but, interesting if they were like, if Vision was like a precursor. I'm sorry. If the Eternals were, you say precursor? Yeah, I guess a precursor to Vision somehow, some way. Yeah. Because when you saw uh, Festos, you did see some like light Iron Man style stuff coming from him. But anyway, so that's interesting. I was going to throw that at you guys. Plus, um, I'm glad Jammer's here because I was going to talk a little box office. Now, I know that Jammer doesn't think that the box office, uh, we are looking at it incorrectly. <laughs> but what I will say is this. As of right now, as of Tuesday, the last time I saw the numbers, this was doing worse than Black Widow at the same time. And what I find fascinating about that is we had a film that there was litigation about. Or I mean, there was about to be litigation. They settled, but they were going to sue like, hey, you, you cheat me out of money because of X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. Here we have a film that is farther along into COVID. And I'm of the impression that folks are learning to live with COVID. And we kind of talked about that. And what I think we're seeing here with the Eternals numbers is that people are making choices about what they're seeing. And I will further that by saying it's interesting because what I didn't know at the time that we had the conversation about the movie, uh, this movie had a B cinema score, which sounds good, not good at all. Even Venom got an A. And I, I'm sorry, Venom 2. And what I think that means is that people walking into Venom 2 got exactly what they thought they would, and people walking out of Eternals did not. And so while the majority of us on this podcast like this movie, um, I think that between that and a couple of other things, it, it's not looking so great for this film. And then the last thing that I'll throw in is this. The last time we had a conversation about this film, it was at an 89 on the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes. It has dropped significantly to an 80. Um, I think that that's a huge drop over the period of time that it takes for us to record a show. And the critic score has dropped 2% since we recorded. It's from 49 down to 47%. So all of those things um, I think are very interesting. 
to have a conversation about and what didn't click with some people, it seems like, with this film. And I was curious what you all's response to is for any of that. I definitely don't think, I definitely think it was, it's advertised like a Marvel movie. You know, you expect, I just think like a lot of people going and expect more action is what they didn't get. I feel like more than the other stuff. Um, because I mean, it's very long and there aren't for many action scenes and I love the way it's shot, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like Marvel. That makes sense. I don't know. I just, I think it's their biggest experiment since Guardians of the Galaxy, as far as. It's a way bigger experiment so, than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I don't know. Guardians Guardians Galaxy Galaxy were. Experiment in brand recognition only. Yeah. Yes. But it exactly. felt very much like a Marvel movie. Yeah. This one didn't have the character focus that marvel movies have and that'll t- that'll teach you marvel for experimenting that'll show you <laughs> i People i don't think that that's a, i don't think that that is a problem like i don't mind the experimentation like you tried good on you for trying i think they tried a lot at once right like i said i think that this was um creation myth for the mcu this was introducing a whole bunch of new characters and to that extent it was more themes than characters most a lot of movies just pick a couple of those things this was like fuck it we'll do it all and we'll do it live and (laughs) from my estimation it didn't work um and obviously we feel differently about it i just i think it's fascinating i i hope that they don't stop experimenting um but i am curious what if any impact this will have on the plans for these films going forward. Because I feel like at this point, Marvel is too big to fail. And we're very much beyond like in humans, right? Remembering humans? That was Marvel Entertainment. That was Marvel Studios. Sure. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is we are beyond the point of like, oh, we can just sweep this under a rug, right? Like these are now, we have, we have expectations for more of whatever's coming from this. Yeah. And so I think from that perspective, I'm curious, what, if anything, are they going to take away from this? And I, what I'm hoping doesn't happen is we don't have a DC or Star Wars knee jerk reaction. Yeah. I think the I sequel would be quicker anyway, and they can focus more on the characters. They threw a bunch at us and then they whittled them down a little bit um, yeah. because the next one, I don't think will be next one. The what they set up is not an exploration of history as much like who knows like we've seen these characters at least in this form before their mind gets wiped or after their mind gets wiped yeah i I think feel like the sequel will be more about them looking at their origins a little bit and you know finding other eternals like um in the comics at least titan and uh star fox are both eternals eros i think um and their parents are both eternals but the only eternals are allowed to have children yeah. And the reason Thanos looks so different is he actually has the deviant gene, deviant gene. and the Eternals yeah. gene, which makes now that makes sense to me after this movie. I knew that I was before, hoping but. we would get some of that in this. Um, the other thing that I will say, you brought up the sequel, Nick. Um, I'm really curious from a character perspective, what a new Ajax and a new Icarus would bring to the mix. Right. So we've rebooted these people. And for the five minutes that we will have that tension, like, Oh wait, you're a murdering piece of shit. Um, I want to see that. I want to see that reaction. I want to see them grapple with it. That'd be interesting. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot I of potential. 
this was the most excited I had been after seeing the post-credit scenes in a while where I'm just mm. kind of like, this is interesting. This is weird, but all right, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Like, Especially honestly, the second I, one. I liked, I liked, I liked Harry Styles. He was such like a hammy character, the way he's portrayed here. And I was just like, he looks interesting. Well, like, one of his powers that they got rid of in the comics, because it was prob- problematic as we entered the nineties or two thousands is he can well yes he he basically fucks everything that moves but he he has psychic powers that can arouse people or make them happy or sad so technically he's arousing people who against their will and fucking them wait so is he able to is it just to arouse is that the only no make people feel happy make okay so he's he's able to it's not literally mind control either it's just like oh you're aroused now and look how i'm sexy harry styles there was the they, they got rid of the power after a She-Hulk run, which was a court case about whether or not he was <laughs> taking advantage of women. But the weird thing is, doesn't She-Hulk have like a very um, high sex drive as well? Did they get rid of that too? I don't know if they did, but they definitely fucked in that run. So <laughs> there we go. Seems like it worked out for everybody. Anything I, else uh, to say about this? Um, um, oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so like, I just... I don't think they'll take the wrong message from it. I made a joke about them not taking chances. I don't think they won't take chances anymore. I think Feige is smart enough to go like, hey, we tried things. Here's what worked. Maybe next time we try something, we'll try to focus more on character. And that way we still have that home base, so to speak. Um, But yeah, it's just like, it was narratively like their most unique movie so far to date. Like it was the most, it, it felt... Like more unique than even an Avengers movie, um, which at least kind of had that through line. This one, it was just so weird and out there and it was introducing everybody all at once. And it was just, it was a weird one. Um, they yeah. they tried to have Gemma Chan sort of be the, the, the focal point of it. And I think they mostly did a good job, but like it wasn't quite enough, especially for, for a shaking head Jonesy here. She's too bland. <laughs> She's what? Too bland. I could see that. But I don't agree, but I can see that. That's all that matters, baby. Guys, ready to move on to uh, Eternals adjacent uh, news? I just want to mention that uh, I did like Marshall Ali's voice at the end of. That's the. What the fuck does that mean? I liked his voice. That means Blade. He he put on a a Blade voice. He put on a Blade voice. It was very like. And so that's the Eternals adjacent news. Um, So we have a quote from Marshall Ali saying, it was really cool getting to do that. It was scary because, you know, you're talking before you're filming. I'm pretty particular about my choices, like most actors. And so having to make some choices, even with a line vocally, goes to Nick point, Nick's point. This early on, it brought up some very real anxieties and it made the job real. It's like, okay, this is happening now. And, you know, that's exciting. Um, and before I get reactions from you guys, I did see online, there were people saying, you know, he's going to have a lot to live up to and blah, blah, blah. Wesley Snipes tweeted, he's going to do great. Yeah. So that was great. Um, Nick, since you wanted to jump on this first, you've already said that, uh, given his quote, do you have anything else to add? Um, not given the quote, but I was thinking that, uh, it's kind of like, uh, Jonathan majors. He was cast so far in advance that he was used elsewhere first. I think we'll mm-hmm. see Blade and Moon Knight or something well, before mm-hmm. he gets a movie. I don't think you cast him. 
that many years as advanced. It didn't even have a release date when they announced it. Now half these movies well, don't have a release date. They've already used him. They used him, baby. He's on there. He's in there. No, exactly. That's why now you can slip him into like Moon Knight or something to like give him an introduction. This is the use. Movie. Well, <laughs> it's been done. we want to use his voice. Set up it's Black Knight, who doesn't have a project yet. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think um, I'm trying to think of what property. Wasn't there a rumor that he'd be in another one that wasn't Moon Knight? I don't remember. I don't remember. I need to look that up because okay. that's interesting. Maybe the world's gone completely wacko and he'll be in Morbius. That would be cool. Wow. I want that. I, I want don't. to go to there. I don't want it. That- I, so I feel like that is the most natural place for him to show up. Um, and again, that movie surprisingly doesn't look like dog shit. So I, I kind of want that. Would be no. cool. Why are you shaking your head? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, even though it's a broken universe. <laughs> it's a broken universe. I don't like it. It's gonna happen no matter what, though. I know. That's the thing. Like you have Venom licking the screen in Venom Two, um, licking an adolescent Peter Parker <laughs> the television. Uh, as fucking weird as that shit is. Wait, wait. So, so what happened at the end of Venom Two? Because I didn't see it. Because I don't waste so my time he, dog shit movies. <laughs> Post credit scene gets shimmered into the mcu universe there is no explanation for it i assume whatever happened in spider-man 3 is what caused um this and so venom is going to show him something and you don't know what it is yet and then screen shakes and he's like did was that the thing did you show me the thing and venom's like no i didn't do shit i I didn't do anything yet and it turns out that he is now in the mcu universe and what he does is he looks at the tv and he's like Nick, do you remember what he said? He says something. I don't remember what it is. And then he licks the TV screen with because they're Spider-Man showing that. Yeah, because Spider Man's a menace. It's like that thing. And yeah. Then, then I'm licks exactly. the screen. I think, well, there's also a line in there about how all the symbiotes can connect across multiverses or something. There's some line that hints about that. So I'm thinking. So you're telling me I have to watch Venom 2. That's what you're no. telling me. Watch no. the post credit scene online. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't even matter with the rest of the movie about the post credit scene. And fuck that movie. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Nothing in that movie matters except the post credit scene, and even that doesn't matter. You, yeah. you now know everything that you need to know. And so. we, yeah, and I, because I think yeah, he recognizes Parker as someone another symbiote has been on in a, really a different multiverse. Maybe I think that's maybe why he immediately reacts to Spider Man. Again, you have brought up something that is far more interesting than either Venom movie. Right. <laughs> I think the real question is: Will we have the grand return of Topher Grace? No, I oh, wish. Sorry. I liked him joking about. Well, you know, he's like nobody asked me. It's like, of course, of course, no one asked. <laughs> he, he made it funny though. <laughs> I love Topher Grace though. He knows. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's great. Funny. Like, I wish he does. He have a podcast because I would listen to that. That would be a fun podcast. I still think my favorite role of his is Predators. Yeah, actually, mm. I agree. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, because it was like it came out of nowhere. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. Predators. That's Predators was a here. good movie. Yes, like it was. Predators. Yeah, yes, that it was. was so good. No one saw it. It was so. I good had a though. guy. I had a guy try to convince me that, um, the last Predator that came out was good. The Predator. No. Yeah, it's funny it like though. Insane. No, it's not. Like I told him to turn it off when they did the get to the chopper scene, and then they got on the bikes. I was like, I'm out. I was like, are these the jokes? He was like, yeah, these are the jokes. I was like, turn it off. <laughs> these are the jokes. Yeah, this is all the caliber done. of jokes you will be getting yeah. in this movie. Yep, we're all done here. 
Turn it so off. There's a lot of quick spoiler alert for that movie. I, the funniest shot. Nope. Sure. I don't care. No. Okay. I don't want to um, hear. Sterling hey, K. Brown blows his own head off with the predator shoulder gun thing. That's lame. Because he doesn't know how to use upset. it. Because he's like the villain and then he just blows his own head off. Like he's not the that main villain. At that point, it was like a super predator. But lame. I laughed a lot, really hard at that. Even though I love Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, I'm good. Anyway, ready to move on to something better? Something better? Yeah. You guys want something better? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Captain America 4, uh, Sam Wilson hasn't actually earned the title of Captain America yet, but they're going to oh fucking make it. They're going to fucking make him. I don't know how much earning you have to do. Apparently, because he's black, he's got to earn that yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, like you know how, how, how long it took Captain America to earn that title? Less than half of a movie. Yeah, they juiced <laughs> him up and they were like, hey, baby, go. So. You know, here we have a dude. He was like, hey, here's the shield. And they're like, no, no, you're still not Captain America. All right. He puts on the suit at the end. He's like, no, no, still not Captain America. So now we have to have a movie that explains why he's finally Captain America. I, I guess. Let me read the quote. I got a quote for you guys before I go off the handle. Let's see. Uh, so the quote comes from Nate Moore, the VP of production and development at Marvel Studios. He talked about the next entry. And what he said was, I think he's not Steve Rogers. Yeah, I know. And that's a good thing. Because to me, this new cap is Rocky. He's going, going to be the underdog in any situation. He's not a super soldier. He's not 100 years old. He's not an Avenger. Wait, he doesn't have the Avengers. What happens with this guy who announces publicly, kind of, without the support, I'm new Captain America, what happens next? I think it's fascinating because he's a guy. He's a guy with wings and a shield, but he is a guy. So. We're going to put oh, him okay. through the ringer and make him earn it and see what happens when he is outweighed, outclassed, out everything. What makes somebody mm-hmm. Captain America? I'm going to argue it's not being a super soldier. I think we're going to prove that with Mackie and Sam Wilson, which is weird because it's like, I feel like I watched a whole show about that, but you guys. I think it almost sounds like they're going to make him run the gambit as far as like villains. Gambit. Like whatever. Yeah, you're right. I don't say words. Wait, no. Like they're gonna all three different words. Like the villains don't even like, you know, take him seriously. And maybe even other heroes, you know, the news or whatever. It's like J. Joe and Jameson hopping on. It's like, who's this character? He's got any superpowers? I don't know. Whatever. Jameson's old enough to have used whites only bathrooms. Who cares what he thinks? Exactly. But no, just the idea of. Maybe the villain's not even taking him seriously. And, you know, like people are looking for new Avengers and they're like, well, he's not super powered. I don't know. So he was an Avenger. <laughs> he's an Avenger. I know. But it's kind of weird, right? I don't know. Yeah, that is so weird. It's like, I'm it's not like sure. coming back for a new season of football and they're like, no, no, you got to earn your spot again. It's like, no, no, I was already on the team. Like, well, it's like, where are you though? Like, but you change your clothes. Yeah. So you got to like, we got to do a thing. So, yeah, I don't like, know. He, he was an Avenger for a long time. Like, it's true so long um and well i guess he wasn't during the blip but i i yes and no to, to this i like it but i also don't i like it in a couple ways i like it in that i feel like it's realistic and that a black man would have to fight harder for the same thing so i like it in that sense because it's realistic i also like it because i inherently like conflict and i'm like just fucking milk that conflict get it get it and there's lots of conflict that could be given from a black man who trying to, I guess, get acceptance in a role that was 
held by a white person. And then also just the fact that he is underpowered, has to do things differently, really has to make it his own. And we actually have to see him embrace it. I think it's ripe for all sorts of interesting storytelling. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, we did kind of see that in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I could see more of it. I like it that way. But at the same time, I understand the frustration on your hand, Jonesy. It's like, just let him be Captain America now. Like we got eight hours, let him be Captain America now. I think there's something about the way he phrased it where who was it, I who do expect him, huh? Who was it who said this again? Uh, this is the VP of production development for Marvel. His name is, I don't know, some dumb guy. God damn it. I navigate it. Nate Moore. Okay. Um, I, I guess my issue with it is the way that it was phrased. It feels like a retread of the show. That's it. Right. Cause my expect, I know all of those things about him. And that was kind of my frustration about the show and what I'm hoping doesn't end up happening to him that he just won't be like a support character because he is underpowered. Like, but we'll see. Oh, we'll and see they could happens. like make it more. I mean, like, obviously I want to see Bucky in every Captain America movie. Like if Bucky's not in it, then it doesn't even have a, have a super soldier at his side. He's just Sam Wilson. So he's not really him until he has a white man at his side. No, that's what, what I'm saying. I'm like hearing. then he won't have the support of a super soldier either. Like I don't in the last series Bucky. we watched, he fought alongside a super soldier. I don't need no. to see Bucky, and I don't know. I'd him like either, to see him. You but... saw what happened when he went up against Batroc the Leaper. Like he got his ass whooped. Yeah. Oh, no. So he has to adapt. Whatever. Peggy Patrick Carter whooped his ass. Steve Rogers either. whooped his ass. But Sam Wilson, now you just can't do it, baby. <laughs> not good enough. Not good enough. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Blowing through this shit. All right. We got a poster. Nick Dahl is super excited to talk about a poster. We're going to be talking about a goddamn poster. We got a poster for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's an official poster. And it teases lots of stuff. Nick Dahl, would you like to run us through what it teases and let us know how excited you are for this? Yes. Well, obviously, they're featuring the Doc Ock arms and the main suit that they want to use because that's, you know, all the, he's the only villain we've seen, seen clearly in the trailers or, or even the photographs. Um, but if you look in the background, the Green Goblin's flying. And more importantly than that, he's wearing the helmet. Green Goblin's flying and he's put there at like 30% opacity. Just yeah. Sort of plunked in there. They don't make good no, posters anymore. Just zoom in enhance. Zoom in enhance. So yeah, he's there. He has the helmet on, which is interesting because there was leak of the costume, which looked way cooler and had no helmet. Hmm. Um, and there's just sand and electricity flying through. So okay. they represent the four villains. I don't see any sign of the lizard on there. Maybe I missed it, but he was supposedly in the first trailer. If you enhance, you zoom enhance, in enhance, enhance. <laughs> zoom in enhance. I was hoping, I thought they were going to do something cute and like have, you know, claw marks on the suit, but they didn't do that. Like all the, like every, like Spider-Man 2 poster, his, uh, yeah. his, yeah, it's just, I, I like, I love those posters in the original movies where they actually damage the costumes. They don't do that enough in Marvel. No. Um, and what I'll say before I kick it over to Jammer, I don't like this suit. That's just me. Which one is on the poster again? It's oh, Iron yeah. Spider or the like spider the, suit? The Iron Spider yeah. suit. I don't like it. I think he's going to lose it pretty quick. I think Doc yeah, Ock, so. <laughs> who also has eight limbs, is going to rip off those extra arms, and he's that's why he's going to switch. Wait, he's going to rip off Peter Parker's arms? Well, his his suit's arms. Oh, his suit's arms. Okay. And then he's going to be like, because I don't know. I don't. Yeah, someone else brought this up on a reaction video. It's like, 
by him proving himself in the second movie it doesn't feel like he needs to go back to like it seems it just looks out of place when he's wearing the iron spider everywhere that should be like an outer space adventure suit not one he just relies on especially I mean, since he made his a, own new suit. suit at the end of the last one it doesn't so. matter it's a suit the suit doesn't make the person he just wear the fuck suit he wants bitch no, I think I get Nick's point though. Like, <laughs> I I don't particularly care for this iteration of Spider Man, but what I do notice is it feels like he is too reliant on Tony Stark and Tony Stark's tech, mm-hmm. um, and so this just feels like a further extension of that. But, I don't agree. I mean, I guess I see your point, but I don't agree that it is a problem that I have. It's not a problem I have. There you, you go. can't you cannot not agree that it's a, no 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 like, no, no, no. You, I just don't, you just don't find it problematic i don't exactly yeah exactly i just don't find it problem problematic because i just like his i just i like i like how embedded he is in the mcu it makes him unique from the other ones and it it it, it justifies his existence you know we're not retreading the same ground as before as we have in the past past five well before the previous five movies or the previous two iterations or even, you know, the iterations that have happened in the comics or in the cartoon and all that. It, just, it feels unique, uniquely mm-hmm. MCU. And I think that's cool whenever something is uniquely MCU, like the take on the Mandarin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. I can dig it. Which they had to retcon, right? They had to bring that back. <clears> like, oh. I, which I find to be interesting, right? So it's interesting that you're talking about that in the show where we're like, what are they going to learn from quote unquote mistakes or things that people weren't, did not receive well? um so we have an answer yeah actually did a really good job with that yeah bringing back trevor and stuff excellent trevor was great i always just remember him going like oh you could see him i thought i was hallucinating or whatever he said play dead i really (laughs) liked the i know he was just thrown in there for laughs i mean and that was the point but i really did enjoy the camera guy in eternals kumal's best friend i thought it was cute i thought it was was funny (laughs) i want i wanted to pat him on the head Maybe wow <laughs> well, I was like, just... set up vampires where he's like he tried to stake me once it's true they bring up vampires more and more um but yeah i, I like i like how did we get to eternals what what we sorry sorry trevor. we were talking about fixing uh, fixing uh iron man yeah i just talking about spider-man so we got off track really quick question about eternals there was that moment at the table when oh, what is kumail nanjati's name again Kungo or something like I forget. Like well, who was he talking about that he knew at a young age? Thor. But, was it Thor? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thor he knew Thor when Thor was young. Big time. And, you know, I can't get him to return my calls or some shit like that. Okay. I was curious because I had, I, I missed it. I don't know what it was. Maybe the person at Alamo Draft House was taking my orders or whatever, my order. And then I just, they, I missed it. I missed it. I wish it. I'd seen that. I would rather see that than someone braiding Jimmy Chan's hair. But, but. What, what is wrong with you? You're so so negative. I don't like that movie. Ready to move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got our, we're moving on from Marvel to another superhero franchise. Fast and Furious. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Was that a groan? for? You know what? Fuck you. No, no. Anyway. I'm groaning because I'm waiting for the news that I care about. You know what I'm talking about. How do you not care about this? You know what's but funny? I- I actually, I think I might have deleted that off my list because you weren't going to be here. No, put it back. No, 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 here's the thing. I was like, I don't want to talk about this without you because I don't have the the one piece acumen to do it. You've read a hundred chapters. You have enough. Okay, fine, fine. All right. 
All right, we'll do that. We'll do that in a second. We'll do, we'll do it later. As long as we're doing it, I don't give a fuck when. We, we're going to do it. It's, it's somewhere. I'll find it. All right. Anyway, Vin Diesel has reached out on social media to Dwayne Johnson. It's weird. I would assume he had his phone number. You could just call him. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, he posted on some see where this Instagram is going. type. See where this website. analysis is going. He posted on Finsta and said, my little brother, Dwayne, which when I read that, I, I hold on a second. That. How old is Dwayne Johnson? That's already an insult. I feel it's like so great. It's, it's such an insult because he's my like, you're the little Dwayne. one. <laughs> the time has come. The world awaits the finale of fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as uncle Dwayne. I feel like Jammer should be doing it. He's better at impression. Vin Diesel is five. Oh, do you want me to do it? I, I feel like you do. You would do a better Vin. Let's okay. Let me, let me see if I can find the, the quote. Um, hang on. But by the way, uh, he is older than Dwayne Johnson by five years. So okay. I believe I still feel like it's a slight. I agree. It's much taller and he's. Yeah. Cause most people, if you're not, you know, you're not my little brother. We didn't grow up in the my brother. same house together. Yeah. You're my brother. Yeah. Family. Oh, yeah. Give me a second. I'm going to find this. Give me, give me, give me, give me. You're still looking for it. Just a Jonesy. Yeah. No, no, I'm reading it. No, no. Oh, you're preparing. You, you found it. Okay. Here I found it. I'm going to be quiet while you get in the zone. My little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. The legacy awaits. I told you years ago I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale, that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. So I think there are a few things I find really fascinating about this quote. Um, one, I, I don't know. Generally, I really enjoy your impressions. This one, I don't know. Okay, okay. I don't know. Is this problem is like when you're not? I my voice isn't anywhere near as deep, so oh, it just doesn't it doesn't work. We'll work on it. Sorry, right, we'll work on it. Um, what I think is interesting about this is one, the fact that he said, I'll, "I'll work from the bottom." Hobbs can't be played by no other. There was somebody seriously talking about like, well, let's just find somebody else to play Hobbs. Like, I have no idea how that would work or what would happen. Or I, I find that to be fascinating. No one um, was thinking that. What are you talking about? The fact that he said it in here makes me think that someone said it aloud. No, I don't think so. I, I don't know. That means why, it's, I, it's I don't know why I have to. the fucking spinoff movie. There's no I'll way. I'll put it to you like this. I'll put it to you like this. Have you ever gone to your wife and been like, Kirsten, you don't have to worry about those other women over there. It's like, well, I, I fucking wasn't until you said something. I wasn't thinking about those people until you just said that that's that's how that comes out to me okay i mean i get what you're saying but i feel like the hobbs was too ingrained by dwayne johnson okay. in addition to like the hobbs movie to for that to have ever been a conversation okay i think it's more of a threat yeah i i, like, I feel like it's something consider. no he's no they can't. Um, a lot of it reads so like a threat let me finish i'm gonna I'm, let me run through this i also think it's kind of shitty to bring up paul walker um, yes, it is. That's super it, shitty. Like, like when I started reading it and I was talking about it in the beginning, 
you know, you have his phone number, you could just reach out to him. Now you're in the public sphere, bringing up a dead person as justification for why you need to come back to this franchise. And it's like, that's that I, I, I'm not in his head. I don't know how he meant it, but how I hear it sounds very negative. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then that's again, like Nick has already pointed out the beginning where he starts talking about little brother, we're already in a, in a, in a diminutive space. He is not castrating him, but you know, he's, he's talking about him like he's lesser, but those are my thoughts and feelings. I do think it's funny. It literally does seem like alpha male on display, alpha male moves on display Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Here's what, okay. I found uh, my favorite tweet about it. It's from an actor, Rahul Kohli. Um, Rahul Kohli, he's the guy from um, iZombie. Oh, is that what he's from? I didn't recognize him, but I liked his tweet. Now I follow him. No, he's, he's, he's great in that show. I'm sorry, man, but if a co-star posts on social media some shite to get me to come back for a sequel new season, I'd be fucking livid. If I was actually close to doing it and then saw a post like that, I'd pull out out of spite. <laughs> Because it yeah. is like, yeah, like you said earlier, he has his phone number. He doesn't have to make a big show in front of everyone calling him little brother and like, yeah, we need to end this with you, man, even though I doubt 10 the last one they make. So I think it'll be the last one. No way that franchise ever dies. He'll be yeah, playing him when he's in his 90s. It's like Indiana Jones. <laughs> but there won't be breaks between the movies. They'll be every three years. Yeah. Jammer. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of alpha male moves there. I think there's like multi. Here's the thing. I do think that Vin Diesel is both really smart, but I also think he could also lack a lot of self-awareness probably um, in that I could see if there's like, this is just how he is. Slight intended or not. This yeah. is just how he is sometimes. I could just see that as Take being- or leave it, baby. Yeah. And so like it can almost just be like this is this is him trying to be nice and he's still like negging him. And <laughs> maybe it could just illustrate why Dwayne Johnson doesn't want to work with him anyway. Um that I could see with one approach. One is I do think he's he's trying to play it up in a way so that it's clear to his fans that he tried so that he's not the bad guy if he doesn't come back. So he's put, that's why he didn't call him. That's why he fucking, you know, outed him on, on Instagram. Not outed, that's not the right word, but like called out to him on, on Instagram because of that reason. He called him out. That's it. So, but a part of me is also like, he did mention that Hobbs can't be played Noah by no other. So in a way, in, in, I'm sure in Vin Diesel's mind, he exposed his belly the slightest bit and was just like, <laughs> like I need you. you no, know, just it wasn't just I need you. It was just like I made a concession. I put my ego aside and acknowledged that no one else could play this character. So throw but me. You a know bump. what he didn't do? You know what he didn't do? What he he took do? no blame for any of what's going on between the two of them. Oh, I and agree. I think trust me, I'm not saying he did a good job. I'm just saying he's trying. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if if this was going to work that would have to have been something in there. Like, at least from my impression. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. I agree. But uh, that's not his style. 
It's that is not his style. Uh, do you think? Style. Do you think Dwayne Johnson is coming back? No. Do you want him to come back? Yeah, if it's not weird like it was in eight, eight, eight was the one where they didn't film any scenes together. Right. So if they yeah. could do it and make it not weird, I'd be for it. Okay, that's fair. I agree. I want him to come back. F nine sucked, so <laughs> make F great again. I don't have an opinion because I haven't watched most of them. So yeah, I don't think it sucked. I just, it, oh man, could have been so much better. The last two Fast and Furious movies have not been good. It's not what? a good sign. Eight was Hobbs good. Was Fate. Shit. No, he's oh, counting no, Hobbs and Kishaw. That does Hobbs not count. That does not that count. That was Fast and Furious. Sorry, what, what, what's the title? Yeah. Exactly. Presents. What presents? What, that's, what presents? presents? That's what like presents? saying that something that Steven Spielberg produces is a Steven Spielberg movie. Tim Burton's no, Nightmare Before not. Christmas. It's a lot of the yes. same talent involved too. Is Man of Steel a Christopher Nolan movie? It's not no. the same thing. Mm, no. I like no, no, Nightmare not, Before Christmas thing. example though. Is Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas a Tim Burton movie? <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. The reason why it's not the same thing is because like they had the same writer. Okay. They had Chris Morgan. Okay. They had fucking all like the, the core talent behind the Fast and Furious franchise involved Except, in that movie. But none of the and talent. Still... Oh, man. Oh. Can we move on? I feel yeah. like I'm feeling dirty. Let's do this. Ready to move on? Let's yeah. move on. Let's do it. All right. Moving on to the other, other superhero franchise. So Netflix has revealed the Straw Hats for their upcoming One Piece live action. Um, we got a teaser for this, what, like a month and a half ago? We saw pages on Twitter for what was an apparent one piece live action anime script and jammer was like it's it's too big there's just no way no fucking way like do we question whether or not it was even real like whether they were just trolling us or no no it was real it's official at the time it's official it was official uh script page and official logo okay and it was from netflix i think okay i think so well so now I don't even know why I'm doing this story. So now we have gotten the, uh, the, the folks who will actually be playing the straw hats. And so the, while there is no release date yet, we're getting the slow piece by piece reveal of this show. Uh, we've got Inaki Godoy, who will be playing Luffy. We've got- Inyaki. Mac- it's an Enya. Enya. You want to do this? Can you no, 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 it's okay. No, you got this. Hell. No, no, I, god damn it. McKinney as Zoro, Emily Rudd as Nami, Jacob Romero, Gibson as Usopp, and Taz Skyler as Sanji. And so that will be the core principal cast that we have. Uh, and all of those folks are, yes, all those folks are Straw Hats. And we'll find out. Um, Jammer as you saw these folks, because we didn't just get names, right? There was a, a Twitter post that revealed these, these people. And so Jammer, as you watched this Twitter reveal for these people who would be playing the straw hats, how'd you feel about each one as their energy came on? Were you like, oh yeah, that's, that's Luffy. That's Usopp. Did you like, how'd it go? I mean, yeah, I definitely got the energy feel from them. Like, especially in Yaki Godoy, who is just like, oh, brimming all over the place and i was just like whoo he's exhausting <laughs> that's that's probably accurate to to luffy um that's that's exactly kind of how he acts so great enthusiasm there something about his face 
really does actually feel a lot like Luffy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his wide-eyed nature. Literally, his wide eyes as well. It could also be another thing where it's just like, just his big eyes. Um, the guy who plays Zoro, I could see it. Like, he, he looks the part. Um, give him some green hair. Give him the right outfit. I'll buy it. It's all good. Um, the girl who plays Nami, give her, yeah, she'll look like Nami. She was definitely like the most low-key compared to everyone else. The most low-key and humbled. Everyone else was like super enthusiastic and she was just like What is it Nami kind of that way except for when she is yelling at people? No, she's not at all that way. No. Oh. She's very not that. I mean, she doesn't seem very just, energetic to me. She's not energetic. She's just... Uh, but this the way she's played here, she played like genuinely kind. Oh, Nami okay, isn't genuinely kind. No, if that makes yes, sense. I agree. Yeah, she's right. kind of ruthless and uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of ruthless and kind of a. Uh, you could tell her trauma comes from not having money her entire life, and that that is her personality as a result of it. Um, obviously, it, I don't need to get that from this character, this this actress when she's first talking, whatever. But she looks the part. She looks like it. Um, and then. You get the uh, Usopp, the guy who plays Usopp. I don't know if they're going to go for the long nose. I'm really intrigued to see how they do this because that will really be a testament as to what they're going to do with this show in terms of how it looks. Because the long nose is kind of like a, I mean, it's it's not just a signature, but like it's a part of the character. Like the character was based off of Pinocchio because Mm -hmm. he's a liar and he has a long Mm -hmm. nose. I mean, they don't have to run with that. But looks um, like Dick Tracy. Start making yeah, them up right? too much. It could look like that, right? With like the prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but maybe not. But either way, I think this guy looks good. Um, I think he looks like he could definitely be the part. The guy who plays Sanji, super spot on. I could see it. Like, I don't know what it is, but also just sort of his mannerisms. I could definitely see him being Sanji for sure. He's just mm-hmm. uh I could see him being played a lot cooler than he is in the manga, a little less womanizing than in the manga. A little yeah. more genuine, and I think that pretty much fits him fairly well. Um, but for me, I think the biggest thing out of all of this here is like I'm just waiting to see the dynamic here between all of them and how they bounce off of each other because it's it's going to make or break the show whether or not it works. Um, but what else was I going to say? I had I had a thought that I was jumping into with this one. Um, so we have Sanji, Zoro, Usopp. Oh. Yeah, another thing I think was interesting. So many years ago, Oda was asked what were the ethnicities of all of the main cast. Mm-hmm. And Luffy was Brazilian. Right. This guy's Mexican, I think. Um, Zoro, Japanese. Nami was Swedish. Um, Sanji was French. And Usopp was, he just said Africa. I always think African. I mean, as if that's a country, but from Africa. Um, so as far as that goes, they're in the right ballpark. It seems like with a lot of the casting, which I think yeah. I'm wondering how much they took that into consideration as like a guiding post. So I hate to bring it back to Eternals. Remember how I was like, no, I'll tell you after the podcast. Never mind. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Well, talk what do you think it. as someone who has read a hundred chapters of one piece? What no, fuck you know what? I'll say it anyway. I'll say it anyway. You know what bothered me about Eternals? I hated that Brian Tyree's character was called out as being a coward and Oh yeah, you mentioned that. that. Yes, last week. One of the things I hated about reading um, One Piece was that Usopp was the same way. And I think I even asked you, like, is 
is he always going to be like this? Um, you were like, you're kind of like, yeah. I just, I don't like that the black guy is like fucking coward ass character. But anyway. It's funny I mean. because I, when I think of black characters, it's not, funny. Is not is not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of it. It's a trope. It's a tropey mm-hmm. thing. But um, anything else before I kick it over to Nick Dahl, who's going to tell us? Well, I want to know the rest of your thoughts. It. What are the rest of your thoughts on the cast? I, I think I told you this in Slack. When I saw them, the limited reading that I've done, I felt like, yeah, all these people really have the energy of these characters. Like I could, I could see it. And while I like who they've cast in uh, Cowboy Bebop, I don't see it as much as I do here. Mm. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like the, 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 the trans, the page from the page to screen yeah. energy has transferred a little bit better than it did from Cowboy Bebop. Yep. Yeah, so. I could see that. And I'm just, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to, how does this look? How's it going to look? Are they going to go super cartoony? Are they going to try to make it less cartoony? Like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know what the energy and spirit of the script is going to be. Yeah. I, I think the thing that I'm most curious about is I saw a report somewhere that we're only getting 10 episodes of this. I've read 100 chapters of this and there are a thousand now, right? Yeah. Over a thousand. So I've read 10% of this and I can't, or less than 10% now, I can't imagine what they're going to do to the story to make it fit within Netflix's dynamic for lack of a better. To be clear, what's going to be happening for the first 10 episodes, the first season is going to be East blue is going to be essentially all you, what you read. That's going to be the first 10 episodes. Is that enough? It, they're going to have to be creative with how they combine things. In all honesty, the anime itself and the manga, well, mo- mostly the anime, could have probably used some combining elements, mm. um, not drag out certain fight scenes. That's every play anime. around with the uh, with the storytelling stuff of the anime. Man, I've been rewatching the anime. Yeah, that shit is rough. That is just <laughs> they drag. They drag in that one. It's just, it does not need, you can't look to the anime as a comp. I can't, I don't think you can look at the anime as a, a competent way to adapt the manga because I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll, I'm going to say is, I don't know if you knew this, that Tomorrow Studios, who, is, who are working on this and one of the executive producers is um, also worked on Cowboy Bebop. So I'm yeah. curious how much synergy we will yeah same studio tomorrow studios yeah yeah um one last thing i don't think i've ever felt older than watching this video and me realizing (laughs) just like oh these characters aren't my age i forgot um because when i first started reading this i was younger than all of them i was like 14 or so when i first started reading this so i was younger than all of them and in my head um they've always been the same age as me and i look at i was like oh these are kids they're, they're really young. They're How really much time young. has passed from the beginning to where you are? Because you're all caught up. How much time has passed? In the manga? Since? Like time yeah. in the timeline? Mm-hmm. Two to three years? Two and a half to That's three it? years? Jesus yeah. Christ. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Um, Nick Dahl, how disappointed are you that Nick Pratt was not cast as Luffy? My who? <laughs> no, Chris he's Pratt? gonna play Tony Tony Chopper. That was like the big, 
thing is that so there's this character is like a tiny is like a part human part reindeer character and it has it's played like the voice of that character is literally the voice of pikachu in japanese and so that gives you an idea of what that character is and everyone's just like this just in chris pratt's playing the voice of tony tony chopper uh sounds like they need ryan reynolds if it's the same as pikachu it's pretty good i want that i actually wouldn't want that I would not. Uh, that. I still those jokes have not stopped yet on Twitter, and I'm still amused by the Chris Pratt jokes. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like everyone like hates him. He's fine. Really? He just a lot of people do like, hate everyone, him. I think they hate him for his fundamentalist Christian beliefs. Yeah, that's why it's for personal. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and politics and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Supposedly breaking yeah. up with his wife. Like it's all kinds of weird personal stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Is for me, it's just like a. I don't think I've really seen him flaunt his Christianity, anything he's done. B, his personal life isn't any of my business. So I personally have no reason to like dislike him other than maybe just I don't want to see him in a role because I see him everywhere. I think that's also it because he was cast as Mario and then he was cast as something else, right? Recently? Garfield. Garfield, no, Garfield was started the joke. jokes. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, oh, they're casting him as everything because they're like within a month of each other or something. Yeah, I was like, granted, I don't, I don't think it, casting anyone as Garfield is a good idea because I don't think having a Garfield movie is a good idea. But uh, the fuck asked for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I forgot who the writer and director are because actually they made of Garfield. Yeah, that's actually a. They made a great movie together. I think it's a Disney movie, but I can't remember who they are. Oh, you're right. But I forgot. They made one of the classics, but I can't remember. It's not that great. Well, it is. I just can't remember the name of the movie. It is. It's one of the t- names you go so to. So good, but... I can't remember. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, let me take a look. Here, look uh, it up while we're talking about other stuff. <laughs> so well, I've got a couple think? of did questions. You... What? what? Well, did you look at the? Did you care about the cast list? Uh, For the cast of who? One Piece, Nick. Nick. I didn't even watch that thing. <laughs> oh, God, fucking so American. I just don't care. <laughs> When they have a nice trailer and it looks flashy like Cowboy Bebop, I'll be excited. Well, I didn't ask you to be excited. It's like, come on, is it too much to ask you to? I would just a list of names. Story? Well, I mean, like, I is would that... have no opinion. No, it's if not I just a list it. of names. They released a Twitter video where they're like, "Hi, I'm so and so, and I'm going to be playing so and so," and so you get like a sense yeah. of their energy. That still wouldn't mean anything to me though, because I've never even seen a full episode of it. <laughs> so the. The script for Garfield is by David Reynolds, who did Finding Nemo, mm. and it's being directed by Mark Dindal, who directed Chicken Lake. Would you be surprised and to know that I didn't care for Those it? two work together on The Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove, that's the one. Because that was, it's not like a classic classic, but I really enjoyed it at the time. Like it was no, a really no, funny a Disney movie. movie. It holds up pretty well, too. It does. I think does I like that better well. than Finding Nemo. Yeah, that was the movie I was thinking of. It was the Emperor's New Group. They worked together on that. So mm. yeah. maybe they can That's find fair. something out of Garfield. <laughs> maybe. I mean, so, Garfield's not bad. It's just I don't want a Garfield movie. It works as a comic strip. Yeah. Yeah. Or Garfield and Friends, the old animated show. Garfield and Friends. Age. Garfield. Half the adventures aren't even about Garfield. They're about friends. I'm getting sleepy. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Let's move on. Getting so old. We've got a, a bunch of DC news. Um, some of it's important, some of it's not. Like, um, here's a question. Did you guys know that Linda Carter was going to be in Wonder Woman 3? Not until now. I mean, not until a news story this week. I thought she was just a throwaway just, cameo at the end of the second right. one. 
I thought her cameo was just a cameo. I did not realize like you, Nick, until I saw this story that she's actually going to be in it. So we've got a quote from Gal Gadot from Hollywood Reporter where she says, first of all, Linda has mentored me from the very first moment that I got cast as Wonder Woman. She was always there talking to me, giving me tips and everything. She's a true champion of what Patty and I have been doing. And it's great that we've managed to get the right opportunity to bring her to the last movie and now the third one. Um, so I, that's cool. I, I did not, didn't see that coming. Thoughts? Yeah, I wonder how she'll be used. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough about the Wonder Woman lore to know who she be. Obviously, she's playing someone, an older Amazonian who's in the real world also. Is that where we saw her? Yeah, we didn't see her on. Yeah, we saw her walking the streets of somewhere in the 80s. So Yeah. Not the mascara. And I mean, it's cool. Like, pull, yeah. pull, a, pull a DC. Just, just bring in everything. Bring it all in. Fuck it. Wait, it is DC. <laughs> I forgot about that. Now I'm like, yeah. I'm almost surprised she's not playing old Wonder Woman in the Wonder Woman sequel that's somehow thrown off the timeline because of Flash, which is why we're also getting the old Batman. Maybe. It, it kind of makes me wonder when the next movie is going to take place. Um, yeah. But they did something similar with The Flash, with The Flash show, where the guy who plays The Flash's dad was the guy who played The Flash in the original mm-hmm. series in the 90s. But they also brought him back as the original Flash from a different world but also is jay garrett yeah man they really got their money's worth out of john Wesleyship. they're like hey man you can be his dad you can be flash from an alternate universe you can be jay garrick they even got mark hamill in on that which is like completely oh, yeah, they did they did As the oh what was trickster. it again the, pr- the pranks prankster what is it again trickster i thought prankster. it was trickster, is it trickster whoever yeah those. i think it's trick it's something trickster trickster no so, but that's what's i mean in a similar way, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, rather than losing actors half the time, they'll actually switch the character they're playing. Like con- like Matt Ryan's not playing Constant anymore, but he's still on the show as a different character. So I don't know. You remind me of that when you're talking about how they, they got there from the, Flash. the guy to be the dad, the other Flash. The so. They stole that idea from the Flash. That's what I'm saying. They probably did. <laughs> yeah. With uh, the Council of Wells. Man, I love, I love the Council of Wells. Anyway. Flash, everybody. Oh, oh, I, I love that first Wonder season Woman of the 3. Flash. Where I, the first season of the Flash where I was just like, well, Harrison Wells is so obviously evil. How is this not, how is this not like a thing? And then how are they going to keep him now that he's gone? What, how are they going to make him still around? And they just have Back, too baby. many Wells. It's like too <laughs> many cooks except with Harrison Wells's. But now he's gone. Uh, I think he's left either last season or this season. Is he? I don't know. I haven't watched the show yeah, he's since out. season three or four. Or I haven't watched since maybe two or three seasons ago, but I know that he and Cisco are now gone. Yeah. Cisco. So, which means I'll never go back. Poor Cisco. Cisco fucking character. carried that show. I love yeah, Cisco. Yeah, he did. Cisco's he's awesome. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> you guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys excited or are you excited? Are you surprised that Henry Cavill uh, still wants to be Superman? He's like, hey, man. No, no. He, he's very clearly is like, I want to be Superman. Let me be Superman. Just let me Superman something. And then they're not letting him. I mean, at this point, um, dude's going to be old enough to play a fucking Kingdom Come Superman. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. They'll fuck it up, though. I'm just I'm just telling you now. Like you can be excited about it. They will mess it up. You sound so negative. 
He sounds best so movie negative. They, the best movie they made is a director's cut. Sorry. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I fucking love Justice League. Sex That's not a bad Sex. thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. But they had to, you know, do it in post. Anyway, they that was the news. In post. That was the news. That the news was. I want to continue arguing with you about this. I like the other part about the quote. That the he other wants to quote. be Captain Britain. Yeah. Marvel should be, be like Britain. offer him a five movie deal, the same, but then like use him in other projects like Excalibur and uh, maybe an Avenger because then they'll be like, oh yeah, Zack Snyder had a you. five movie vision for you. How would you Peggy like Carter five movies? Will be Captain Britain before he's Captain Britain. Who will? Peggy Carter. That's true. Yeah. She's Captain Carter for some reason. They didn't let, they didn't give her a country name. In the, yeah. What if? um and that's about it for the news uh we had one other thing happen i mean there was a movie that was going to come out that is no longer coming out at the time that it was coming out so sticking with patty jenkins and wonder woman uh rogue squadron has been pushed to 2023 um which is interesting because wait that no that makes sense because uh hang on my source what's your source say you got a source Uh my source says that they are working on Rogue Squadron definitely next year. Hmm. Okay. It's just starting up. Okay. Not production. I'm assuming like the, 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 the lay, laying the groundwork to come. So my guess is early next year is they're going to have it and then probably release it the following year, whenever that I is. I think that I am more excited for this than most Star Wars projects, mm-hmm. mostly because... So one of the things you associate with Star Wars are the Jedi. And then this is, for me, the other thing that I associate with Star Wars is someone who grew up reading the uh, now non-canon Rogue Squadron books. I, I was ready, really, really, really ready for this project. So um, I hope it's good. Although Wonder Woman 1984 kind of dampered my excitement for it. Uh, I'm hoping... It's good, but we'll see. Also, in addition to that, because fuck it, um, they're also shooting The Acolyte next year along with season two of Andor. Okay. Season two of Andor. Acolyte. Is Acolyte the spinoff of Star Wars Visions episode we saw? No, it's its own other thing. Isn't the High Republic show? A rumor to be a High Republic show? Okay. I think so. Interesting. All right. But, But I don't know, but I think so. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll clarify it with I don't know because you know me I'm not as involved as I used to be with the specific intricacies of the Star Wars universe. Um, but yeah, don't want, there you what's go. your value to us then? Somewhat, somewhat exclusive news ish. Yes, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Anyway, you guys ready to review a movie? You guys ready to review a movie? Talk about a movie. Let's yeah. talk about a movie. Wait, no, 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 not yet. What? Well, last thing. What? what? What's one thing? Because I didn't watch this movie, but really quick, who watches? I watched uh, part of Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. The new uh, animated show on Netflix. Isn't it based off of Legend of Tomorrow? I mean, uh, League of Legends. You were so close. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> League of Legends, it is based Something on Something Legends. I don't, know, I don't know anything about League of Legends. I played it for maybe two weeks in 2011 when they my roommate was no playing more than it. Me. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know anything other than the fact that it's in strategy game it's a real-time strategy game mm-hmm. i think it's a moba right 
I thought it was a MOBA. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what that is. Battle it's Arena. Cool. Yeah, it's like that. I, okay. It doesn't well, matter. anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you don't know any about that because the show itself, I think, holds up very well as it is. I think it is a gorgeous piece of animation that is uh, super stylized, sort of easily or very clearly trying to hide the fact that it has a TV budget. And I think mm. doing so fairly successfully. Um, it's just, it looks so cool. Um, the story itself, it feels very much like a, like a YA fantasy and I am 100% there for it. Like, give me more of that. I also like, I like two things about it. A, it's not overly childish, like Avatar, the last airbender or the dragon prince, which I just cannot get over the bad jokes in those just can't do it. So it doesn't have that childishness, but it also doesn't have that edge Lord. I'm an adult show. So we have to have gore and cussing and shit. It doesn't have that either. It just feels like we want to tell a great, fun, fantastical story. We're just going to do what we need to do. We're going to be as dark as we need to be without you know, having to get super dark. We're going to do exactly what we need to do. Like, we're going to be exactly what we want to be and appeal to sort of a wide audience. And I think it does so fairly successfully. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching Arcane on Netflix. It is cool. I agree with everything you said. And Nick, watch Animaniacs. Watch. Is season two out? Because they're zany to the max. Yeah, I did not out. like the first season of that. It's funny. I liked, I liked most of it, but I literally, my, we have, I hated every Pinky in the Brain episode. Oh, really? That was my favorite. Well, it was because it was overdone. It's really weird that the intro is still the old intro, but you only have the Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain and nothing in between. So No, no, they changed boot, it. Yeah, they changed they the got intro. rid of all of those. They got rid of the intro. Then all the intro, they don't have those characters anymore. Right. And so I'm saying with the first season, I thought it was weird that there was that, but we only got those two things. We never, we only got Pinky in the brain and the Animaniacs in the intro for first season two. And the right. Show. I'm so I'm talking about season one. Yeah. yeah. Same as season one. Yeah. The opening, the opening did would did not have those other characters in it. It's too much. It's too much. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I feel like you're not acknowledging. I think what you're saying is I'm misremembering what I saw in the opening. Yes. Anyway, it's it's somehow one of the most political shows I've seen, and I watch stuff. Yeah, I watch season two. uh, Other than like like I said, other than that damn Michael Che or whatever, it's not that level of like having something to say, but it's pretty damning and like I don't know. In a lot of ways, they'll go over kids' heads, but as an adult, you're like, oh fuck, that was episode was about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always been like that, so I'm happy they've kept that aspect yeah. of it. I like I said, I like most of the season. I liked all the Animaniacs segments, and I liked I think maybe two or three of the Pinky of the Brain ones, and the rest of them are just like, oh, to the point where I didn't even finish the second half of season two or for second half of the final episode of season one because mm-hmm. it was a Pinky in the Brain episode, and I was like, I don't want to watch that, and I just stopped. Cool. But, um, That's all I have to say. I binged all of it in two nights. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. So it's good. Yeah, I love it. Cool. I want to go back and watch the old stuff and see if it's actually funny. I still need to go back and and watch uh, season three of DuckTales, which is on Disney Plus. I need to watch more than the first episode of that show. So good. So good. No, the wrap up, the ending. It's good. Oh, it's good. Okay. I've seen seen it. It's good. That makes me happy. It's good. Very satisfying. Um, It actually makes me kind of surprised we haven't gotten more from that universe already. Like that this wasn't like the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears, Darkwing Duck. Like I felt like they even fucking um Tailspin. Uh, Tailspin. Yeah. I'm shocked that we haven't gotten something from that universe, but 
I think the sad reality is as well produced as it is, it, it doesn't seem like it was popular enough. I mean, it, it was canceled, I think, after three seasons. That's so okay. at least it ended. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. it. Give me three it seasons a of a really good show. Give me three seasons of really good show. I'll be happy. Like, yeah. I'm not one of those people who goes like, oh, it ended too soon. I'm not one of those people fucking still crying over Firefly. That ain't me. That's so not me. I- I think the difference is it didn't get a proper. So the weird thing is it didn't get a proper ending and then it got a movie and nobody went to see the movie. That's because people are, it's not that good of a show. It's a boring show. I'm sorry, folks. Firefly is boring. You're wrong. All of you, all five of you who yell really loudly and make it seem like there's 5 million of you. You're wrong. I like Firefly. You're wrong. I haven't seen it yet. I like it. I enjoy it. You, I like yeah. the movie too. I don't like it. I like the movie. I thought yeah, the movie was good. good. I didn't. Movie's like the weird show. because it kind of resets all the characters. But I mean, yeah, because it's trying to appeal to a mass audience and it failed. <laughs> it didn't do that either because it didn't do well. So yeah. But anyway, I, I, are you guys ready to to review a movie? Yeah. Sure. So, the harder they fall has a 68% on Metacritic, a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, and a 93% from the audience. People fucking love this shit. Um, When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revengeance. They're the revengers, apparently, I guess. Anyway. Uh, this film stars Jonathan Majors and Idris Elba. And one last piece of news, actually, as it relates to this. I don't know if you guys saw this. Idris Elba tweeted out that there is a new, uh, the Luther movie is filming right now. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't so know if it was exciting. the movie or another season. But I think I it's saw, the movie. Like, sure the clapper the or whatever. So exciting. So exciting. Anyway, ready for that. Um, Jammer, you didn't see this. Nick, you did see it uh Nick, really quick i just want to say this to nick really quick when the, with that luther thing do you notice that the luther announcement he was like oi that was like what it said in this tweet he's like oi <laughs> it's my thing you got That's it like, I, my favorite british thing is going oi i don't oi. know why it's really fun well i've I shared you guys have seen that i've you guys have, i've shared it at least talked about the idris elba sketch on some bbc show where some other guy's yes. playing him and he's like let me and make he's that like, comment yeah yeah he's, he's always like oi why don't we dress up what are you trying to do here? Kill cancer? Do that. It's good. Anyway. Nick Dahl, what do you think of this I film? love Idris Elba, and I love his boy. It's the best. Oi. And I liked it a lot. Could. Yeah. Tell me I why. really like the movie. Tell me um, I'm in love with Jonathan Majors. I got a big, a major man crush on Jonathan Majors. <laughs> um, the whole cast is fantastic. Like, um, you got Lakeith Steinfeld. That's his last name, right? Stanfield. Stanfield, uh, Regina King. Um, it's Regina Kind. No, I don't think I got that one wrong. <laughs> Regina King. But and now I'm forgetting some other names because I know more names <laughs> than that. But <laughs> really solid cast. Uh, interest, stylistically interesting, but it kind of changes styles throughout the film. Like they use a split screen in one part, like it's a comic book and I never use it again, but they literally have the bar almost like Cowboy Bebop and even like swipes away and stuff. I know, but like, it's weird. They used it once and never used that technique again, but like, just, yeah. And the story's great. The acting's great. 
it was slow, but it's slow like a Western. And what has one of my favorite jokes ever, which is um, they're going to go rob a bank in a white town. And then they show up and uh, like all the other cities we see are like colorful. Everything is painted white. And on the screen, it says the name of the city. And it says in parentheses, white town. <laughs> but yeah. every building is painted white. Everybody's dressed in white. <laughs> yeah. Like, whereas the other stuff looks more like, actually, they make a redwood. Wait, red. What's the red city? Redwood. I think redwood. redwood. They make redwood really colorful, especially at night with like lights and stuff like blue buildings and green buildings that pop. So yeah. it's really fun. I really enjoyed that little touch of detail. But yeah, and Jonathan Majors continues to impress me. Even when he's be, trying to be more serious, you can see how much fun he is having acting and he's infectious, just like when he played King. Actually, do and finish. Uh, Regina King. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> You're done. I go recommend ahead. it to most people. Not my mom. She doesn't like violence. Um, before I jump in, you you talked about how it's slow, like a western. Generally speaking, do you enjoy like or not title. enjoy westerns? I like westerns. Yeah, but usually your, they're very Hollywoody these days. Like, what's your favorite western? Uh-oh. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. All right. Jamber, what about you? You like westerns? How do you feel about westerns? I do like westerns. Ironically enough, I don't care for many modern American westerns because they're too slow, <laughs> ironically. Um, I like spaghetti westerns. I don't know, something about the way they're slow. I think you know what it is? Hmm. I think I like westerns for the spectacle and the plot and not for the depressingness. When you yeah. start to get depressing, you start to lose my interest. And if you're depressing and you're slow, then you've just gone. It's gone. Yeah. So I think um, like uh, like the proposition, <gasps> boring. No, thank I you. Know. I, I know I've, did I finish that? I don't remember if I finished that. Or like Appaloosa. No, thank oh. you. Don't want that either. True Grit. Like those like type, those, that's what I think of when I think of American mm, Westerns cool. right now. Do you like what True was Grit? That? True Grit. I like True Grit. What about oh, the, like, like the ending. Magnificent Seven? That's which more of a one? mainstream Western one? than the other which ones. Which one? The new, which one? The newest one. I'm no. saying that's more uh, of aimed no, at a wider audience, even though it is it's also okay. still slow. I like, like the idea of it. It looked like it was going to be fun, and then it was kind of boring. Yeah. I so, think. no, I don't like that one. Um, um, I think okay, the trap. biggest, the best indication of what I want from a Western is honestly probably Django Unchained in terms of what I like and sort of feel. I also did like the idea of the good, the bad, and the weird, which was kind of oh, that's probably that's definitely top one steampunk westerny. Yeah, yeah, like give me just sort of like vibes of a western, and I don't need I don't need to be like it's set in North Dakota or fucking South Dakota or fucking the fucking Wyoming, and you know we're gritty and we're riding horses and herding cattle, but then some guy goes in and fucking kills my family, and I'm gonna mope about it for an entire movie, and then eventually. I'll redeem myself. <laughs> is that what this is? Partially. So let me start with the good news. So the good news is that if you like, um, like the Django Unchained style in the beginning of this. So what I loved about this movie, and this isn't a spoiler, is that. So I, I'll start with myself. I really love westerns. I, I really enjoy them. And as soon as I'm watching this, I got feelings of um, Once Upon a Time in the West. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Mm. Um, oh yeah, it's but the favorites. way that the the music starts when Buck comes into the house in the beginning, 
and he sits down and you never see his face and the camera moves up to the gun and it's like Chekhov's gun because it never gets used and it's just like the tension is in the air and what I love is that it, it gives a connection to the main characters um, that last throughout the film and it is someone who liked that movie and then the quick and the dead there were mm. a lot of things for me to hang my hat on in this movie um no pun intended i was gonna say and, western pun <laughs> yeah no pun intended i felt like the acting was really good but i also think that lakeith stanfield like stole mm-hmm. almost every scene that he was in like from the minute they go to try to break adris elba out of jail there's a scene and this guy says, you know, like, we're not afraid of you or something like that. And he says, oh, the hero, great spirit. Why is there always one? And it's just like the way that he delivers that line, he seems like he should be really out of place given the time period that he's in, but it, it works. And I think that's a testament to just him as an actor and how good he is at just, at, at just his craft. Um, and so I really like that. I like the action from the very beginning. You've got uh, the scene where Jonathan Majors guns down this guy in the very opening scene. And so going back to Django Unchained, it is that level of violence where you shoot somebody and they fly like 50 feet. Um, and it's, it's very, it's not overly graphic, but it is graphic in, um, in a, I hate to say a good way, but in a good way. Um, so I really enjoyed this movie for all of those elements. I also liked the ways that it was complicated, but not um so yeah i thought that this was a lot of fun a lot of fun good time um it's i do wish danny was here because i can't tell if when he did like the yawning thing like did he just not like it or was he genuinely bored by the movie because i it's weird to me that that you would think that this is boring i get not liking it because again nick you've already brought up like westerns just might not be your thing they have a particular pacing to them. Um, but I don't know. Anyway. What else? Dialogue too. What's up? Something else that neither of us have mentioned. Just the dialogue oh, I did. in general. How it's, you said how Lakeith says it, but like yeah. it's just all of it's written. So like everyone, everyone's delivering it. And yeah, the, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's also, it's, I mean, it's true to a Western at the same time. Like they're, you know, throwing rap songs over it and stuff just because, you know, kind of give it that flair and that, yeah, not tearing. Tarantino, this guy has his own version of Tarantino. Is like this is his, this director's, you know, he's like this is my style. This is how I do a western. Yeah, I actually, don't like the rap. You know, like for me, I didn't like. I like the music. Some of it, I, I did. Of it. Some I of it, I liked didn't. it. Um, some of it, I didn't. Some of it, I, I didn't. So, I was kind of. I thought that. A, I will say sixty to seven percent of the soundtrack I like. Okay, so we'll put it like that. Um, Except for the score. I did like the score. Um, yeah. I thought that that was really good. Um, there were other weird, interesting things. I'd like. It felt like everything that I wrote down was about, um, was about Lakeith Stanfield. And I don't know who, who did the pistol boop. Like somebody touched somebody's nose. With the, oh, he did it to the, to the Union soldier. He like booped his nose yeah. with the pistol. Um, the scene that you were talking about with the split screens. And he's like, I, you know, I love my countdowns. And um, there was a scene you're talking about dialogue in the same scene. 
said, you know, they've been, no, I think it's the next scene where Del Orlando says they've been pardoned for all their depredations. I was like, oh, that's not a word you hear very often. And I just yeah. like, it just, I really enjoyed it. Um, and one of the things that I, I did like about this was that even though Idris Elba was a bad guy, unquestionably a bad guy, um, he had a purpose and his purpose was to set up a black town so we could have a thing and no one could try and take it away from us. And I got really interesting, like Wiley Esco um, was like uh, the sheriff of Nottingham and Rufus was like King Richard. Like that mm. was kind of the thing. Like he was, he had to come back and try and take the town back from this guy that was robbing it blind. So, oh, it's good stuff. I really like the, the sharpshooter kid or like, yeah speedy speedy I don't, I don't know the actor's name or the character's name but the guy was like i'm I'll the quickest draw in the west and people are like that doesn't matter anymore doesn't matter um and i love that 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 scene subverted expectations right mm -hmm. so you you had this whole build up to what was supposed to be um so it's rj siler and he played jim beckworth um there was a build up to the shootout and you thought that he was going to like, they, they were going to have a shootout. So Lakeith Stanfield and who plays Cherokee Bill and Jim Beckworth, they've been setting up this shoot off this, this gun battle. And I think one, two times we've been teased with that. And then he just shoots him. Cherokee Bill just shoots him in the face. Uh, he cheats on the <laughs> countdown and it's like, everyone always takes so long to count or something so like that. Someone, and you just count so I, slow. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. And one of the things that kind of throws you off is Beckworth has a bullet with Cherokee's name on it that while they're doing his countdown, he puts the bullet in his gun. Um, and you think that something like something has to happen based on that. And, you know, Bass Reeves had told him, you know, that stuff's going to get you killed. Yeah. So it was good. I liked it. I like it. Uh, um, the only, this isn't a bad thing. I did feel like Damon Wayne's was, uh, miscast either miscast or he was not jibing with the rest of the cast like the scenes that he was in it was obvious like you don't you shouldn't be here i agree a little bit my roommate immediately recognized him he didn't know that there was a junior he thought it was one of the original wayne's brothers <laughs> i was like no they are a lot older now this is like ju they're a lot older but they don't look a lot older no that's the thing yeah they don't <laughs> but i'm like this guy this is definitely the junior <laughs> Yeah, he's the one that was a new girl. Yes, for a little bit, yeah. And uh, not for a little bit, consistently. He was in the first episode, then he was in season three and four. Well, well one of the Wayne's brothers was, was also in happy oh. endings. Mm. That's true. One of the Wayne's brothers was also in a um, the Lethal Weapon reboot. They so yep. he yeah. he looked old enough to play Roger in that. Yeah, and that's his. I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking of the show, that was his dad. So his dad. So. Yeah, 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 that's that's one of the original ones. I'm saying. Yeah. Damon Wayne, scary senior. movie guys. Yeah, played. Uh, it was in that Adam Riggs. Sandler. Was it movie. Riggs? It was Riggs or Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Roger. I said Roger. Murtaugh. Roger Murtaugh. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said the last name. I'm just. I'm too much of a lethal weapon fan. I can name. I can say Roger and. Uh, You're gonna say you let you call him Raj. My friend Raj. My friend Raj. Yeah, that's how actually I was. It's my buddy. Say so I'm a huge lethal weapon fan. I could say that. The buddy Raj, yeah. <laughs> um, there was there. Were, I don't know. I don't know what else I could say about this movie because I think that westerns are generally pretty.
pretty simple. One question I would ask you, Nick. Um, so in the end, Jammer, do you care about being spoiled on this movie? No. All right. So in the end, we find out that Nat Love and Buck are related. They're actually brothers. So in the scene where uh, Buck comes into the house and shoots uh, Nat's father, we find out that he shot him. shooting him because that was his father. He was and skipped town. He used to be a drunk. Skipped town. He was a stuff. drunk. He beat him, beat his mother. And yeah. So I guess my question for you is, did you feel like that twist was too much? No, I liked it. Actually, I really enjoyed the twist. Why? And Tell me why. I don't know. It just it was an interesting way to tie everything together. I mean, like, you got to find out why he was after that guy. That wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I guess he would have probably told that anyway, but I mean, it, it brings into, I don't know. It's just interesting that it also in that he intentionally sets his younger brother on the same path. Um, and he says he only carves that in his forehead so he'd recognize him, but they also talk about eyes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I don't know, because by the end, he's, he's just ready to be, be, have it. Yeah. To be, killed you know he's ready for the other guy that younger brother to have his revenge but he like keeps saying to him he's like you're not a love you're, what's his last name again buck rufus like buck. not love you're a buck and yeah i don't know i just really enjoyed that it made it more interesting than just he walks in and they shoot each other yeah. or he's like what'd you do to my father and it's just some other reason yeah um i liked it because one i feel like it it again is very westerny um mm-hmm. So talking, going back to the other films that I mentioned, uh, Quick and the Dead and Once Upon a Time in the West, the bad guy does have that callback tie. There's something that this person did to this child, and now the child has come back to take their revenge on them. And one of the reasons, the other thing that I liked about this was thinking about the Quick and the Dead, you get the idea that the bill always comes due as the Baron would say. Right. And so Michael Beach walked away from this life that he had where he terrorized his son and previous wife, but you, you can't just walk away from that stuff. It comes back. And so the sins of the father were visited on the son and it mm-hmm. is just like this circle. Um, and I really like that. So thematically see jammer. I like, I like themes. Uh, it worked. It worked really well. So Great the movie. Making that face. What's that face? Someone <laughs> says he likes themes. I'm not sure it's true though. So I, I will I will throw out another movie. No, no. I was just gonna say I'll, I'll throw out another movie to defend myself. Um was it Remembrance? What's the Hugh Jackman movie? Um Australia. No. This just came out. <laughs> Does it start with an M? The oh, Wolverine. the one with the memories? Yeah. Remin- yeah, reminiscence oh. or something. Reminiscence. reminiscence. Yeah, that I we're talking about like another very, Western with him. And I'm like, no, uh. no, no, no. that was a very theme heavy movie, but also yeah. had really good characters. I thought um, I thought its characters were OK. I thought thematically it was more interesting than the characters. Interesting. Yeah. So it was for me, I enjoyed it. for me, it worked. That worked for the same reason that I think that this were like archetypes, like character archetypes. What I do think that this did was um, have different kinds of archetypes that you don't normally see in westerns so that was kind of fun as well 
But mm-hmm. I highly recommend this. I, I think if you have any affinity for Westerns, you should watch this. And if you, uh, if you like movies generally, you should watch it. So Absolutely. So yeah. Anything else? What else you got? Uh, thumbs up. Thumbs up for Nick Dom. Check. Cut the check. Um, I'm realizing that we forgot one more piece of news. It's not a big news. It's not not a big thing. Let's do it. Um, John Wick. We have a title for the fourth movie. Oh yeah, so we got a subtitle. Um, where'd it go? Hagakure. And so, just in the same way that we got the title of the fourth Matrix film from post production party materials that's how we're getting the title of this so things have this title printed on them and for those of you that don't speak japanese just like i don't speak japanese uh it is a practical and spiritual guide for warrior drawn from a collection of commentaries by the clerk yamamato suntomo former retainer for nabashima mitsushige the third ruler of what is now Saga Prefecture in Japan. So I'm curious, what if anything do you guys think about that? Does that make you uh, super excited? Does that, does that make you curious? I think it's fitting because yeah. I feel like the spirit of John Wick is very Japanese in nature, very much like there's honor in crime. Like you think there's it's like a... Japanese? <laughs> God damn it. Do you really think so? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know. Anyways, but like I could see the parallels between the way that his John Wick's way of assassinating and sort of the, I guess the the spiritual guide of the warrior or whatever. I don't know how it's being incorporated into it, but I could kind of see that I could see that being a thing. That's it. That's all I had to say. All right. That's it. I don't really have much to say. I haven't even seen the last John Wick. So God damn you, Nick. I'm cool. God damn you, Nick. All right. So with that, that will wrap up Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast for this week. Check out LRM online for other podcasts and reading materials for your pleasure. Jammer, where you can be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And Nick Dahl, where can you be found? I'm at Geeky Nick Dahl on Twitter and I do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem with Kyle where we talk Marvel movies, TV shows. We're doing all the Spider-Mans. We have to watch Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 this week. So please so pray you, for me. Are you supposed to say Spider-Man? We're doing all the Spider-Man? Or can you say all the Spider-Mans? How's We're doing all the Spider-Man. Jammer, you're the movies. Spider-Man. I would say, I I would say Spider, all the Spider-Mans, I would say. Because Spider-Man is the title. All the Spider-Man. Yeah, all the Spider-Mans. All the Spider-Mans. Like all the Star it wasn't Wars. a real question. I would always say Spider-Mans. Doesn't matter. I, I thought, Doesn't I, was, I, thought I was clearing things up. Nope. Did I answer correctly nope. based on your nope. expectations? Oh, off expectations? Yes, you said exactly what I thought you would. All right, well. Just gave me an opportunity to tell you that once again, I don't care what you think. That's not true. Yeah, apparently not. Not true at all. Not true at all. I get that enough from my dog. It's like, Dad, I don't like you. You're not even my real dad. Not like it's true. He's been awfully quiet this show. I haven't heard from him in a while. Well, he wasn't quiet earlier. He was barking. I had to mute myself, and he was dragging his freaking heavy ass bone onto the freaking hardwood floor and dropping it and i had to mute myself again so no he hasn't been quiet thank you very much no excuse me fine 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 all right all right and you can find me at sir jonesius on the instagrams and the tweets and of course right here on breaking geek radio the podcast folks as always thanks for listening and whatever you're listening to us on 
get on there. Rate us, share, subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Y'all get on ya. Mission accomplished. So here's my idea for t-shirts. Like the Fantastic Four logo, but instead of like four, you get like four leaders. And you get like four lives. I like it. The Ghostbusters four. What if, what if like there's four of us, and then basically our heads are just pasted onto like a hand? <laughs> I mean, that would require damage. And we're just like this. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.